morning, everyone. Uh, the uh, Mishnah tells us at the beginning of Parakar Vipsochim, Vafiu only should be a Yosef. Even a poor man is uh, obligated to lean and recline uh, as he's eating at the Lela Seder. And this is even though, uh, of course, in order to demonstrate and to view ourselves as if uh, we had uh, just left Mitzrayim and to emphasize the derech the sense and experience of freedom. And even though this Ani doesn't uh, normally have the attitude of a person who's relaxed or carefree, uh, nonetheless, you know, that's his, in general his uh, situation. Nonetheless, at the Lela Seder, he's obligated to act uh, to view himself or to exhibit uh, to demonstrate as if uh, However, the Rajbam comments on that uh, Mishnah that until he leans is the manner of free people on a bed or against the table. So it implies that there has to be something that you're leaning against. In fact, that's how Rab Chaim inferred from the language of the Rashbam, that he says over here in the bracks at the end of the second line, What does the table or the bed necessarily have to do? He has to be leaning on something to do, Haseba, you know, in the, uh, in the air, kind of just like lean or recline in this fashion, doesn't sound like that's Haseba, and a person perhaps might not even be Yaitse Haseba if he leans or reclines in that fashion. In fact, if you look down at Oiz Vav, the Gemara uh, has a Shiloh about who is obligated in Haseba, which we'll get to on the second line. So Gemara says, When we were, you know, at the house of our Rebbe, they would lean on the knees of their friend. They each didn't have area on the table or bed necessarily to lean upon, but they would lean on the knees, uh, the bodies of their friends. So it sounds like you have to lean against something to kind of just lean uh, in the air. Um, wouldn't be sufficient. It has to be that you're leaning against something. We see this, um, perhaps, inference indication as well, because the Gemara says, I don't know if I have it here, that a person, yeah, uh, where is it? In Ois, uh, is it here? No. I thought I had it here. That a person has to do Haseba. Ah, over here, Ois Gimel. Haseba If a person leans to the right, that's not considered to be Haseba. Why? So the Rashbam explains because he has to have his right hand available in order to eat. If he's going to lean to the, the right, how's he going to be able to eat with that hand? So therefore, he has to lean to the left in order to have his right hand. Most people you know, were, were right handed in order to have his right hand uh, available. Then the Gemara continues, the second reason that you have to lean to the left, because uh, the, uh, the, uh, if he's going to lean to the right, so then the first uh, accessible uh, pathway for the food to go down will be the windpipe, as opposed to the esophagus. And he could choke. So therefore, you have to lean to the left, so in order that the first available uh, place for the food to travel will be the esophagus and not the windpipe, and that will, you know, that will be a, a safer way of leaning and reclining. That's why it says in the, in the Shulchan Aruch, even if a person is an Iter Yad, even if he happens to be left-handed, he should continue to lean to the left side because of the danger that's potentially involved in leaning uh, to the right and, uh, you know, the potential for, uh, for, for choking. So therefore, you have to lean, everyone should lean to the left, even if, he's, uh, even if he's a lefty. But the original reason that was mentioned by Gemara was not because of the danger or for, for safety concerns, but was rather, then the Gemara says, and not only that, it's dangerous. What was the initial reason? Because you have to have your right hand available to eat. So if you lean to the left, you have your right hand available. It sounds like if you lean to the right, you won't have your right hand available. That is immobilized when you're leaning. 
which implies that you're leaning against something that is immobilizing it. Otherwise, why isn't your right, even if you're leaning to the right, why isn't your right hand available uh, to use? So it sounds like one is uh, leaning against something, not just leaning in the air. And that's how many parts can assume that you have to lean against uh, something. The, it could be that Taisus gives a, a somewhat different indication, because if you look back at Oisalif, what is the Chiddush of the, even the Yoni has to do Haseba, so I would have said, because the Yoni generally doesn't have that kind of mindset of a person who's free, uh, you know, and, or carefree, or relaxed. Nonetheless, the Lelah Seder, he has to kind of generate that, uh, that experience. Artificially, uh, Taisvis gives somewhat of a different uh, take on it. The Sakadaitach, the Haseba, Sani, Lo Chashiva Haseba, De Elo Amala Hosev. He doesn't have the uh, furniture on which to lean. So I would have thought that it's not good enough. He doesn't have a bed. He doesn't have necessarily something that he's leaning against. And that's not considered to be in the manner of, uh, of freedom and liberation. So I would have thought that's not good enough. What does the Mishnah come to tell me? No, even despite that, even though the Yoni doesn't have this uh, furniture around him, he still has to do Haseba, which implies even if you don't have something to lean against, it's still considered to be Haseba. I, maybe even if you're just leaning in the air, it's good enough. I, I, that, that, perhaps one could have had that impression from Tysus. However, uh, when the Ramah quotes this halacha, we hear Oizbez, the Ramah says at the end of the first line, Even if he doesn't have pillows, what Tysus, at least the way the Ramah understood Tysus, what Tysus means to emphasize is even though he doesn't have something comfortable, he doesn't have an elaborate bed, he doesn't have fancy pillows that he's leaning against, so it's, you know, that kind of, uh, the, the, you know, the, the extra equipment that would be necessary to accentuate and to emphasize the Derech uh, So even if he doesn't have that, he can still, he still has to lean and do the best that he can. But, but the Mishnah Brewer says he has to be leaning against something. If he's sitting on the floor, he has to lean on the floor. If he's sitting on the table, he should at least lean on the table. It shouldn't be that he's just uh, leaning in the air. Even Tysus didn't mean to imply that the Yoni could be Yoytei Haseba just by, uh, you know, leaning to the side. It has to be that he's leaning against something, even if it's not fancy pillows, like, like many of us have. Nonetheless, uh, he could still be Yoytei Haseba by leaning against something else. So that's why uh, Paiskim say you should lean against something, even if you have an armchair, you can lean against the arm of the armchair, or yours, uh, you want to, even if you put your hand on the table like this and lean, so that would also be considered to be derech haseba, you're using, uh, you know, one hand, this sounds like is, is against something that you're not available to be used for eating, but to just kind of like lean <coughs> to the side where all of your hands are available, you're not even leaning against anything, doesn't seem to be, uh, doesn't seem to be uh, uh, enough. Rav Sternbach adds in the Chubas Van Hagus, which is compelling, he says, what kind of cheiris is it to put your elbow against the table and go like this? We do that all the time at every meal. So where's the, where's the, the you know, the, 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 something that's unusual that implies that you're carefree or more relaxed than you would be? So he suggests, perhaps it is, and this, this would translate into our times, your feet have to be up or your feet have to be, um, you know, extended. He said, that's, that's, that's someone who's carefree or relaxed. We see someone with their feet up, certainly, but even if they're not to that extent, even if his feet are just extended further than they would be, that uh, gives off the impression of someone who's relaxed and carefree. He suggests that that's how you have to be, I'd say, uh, Haseba. But even if not that far, it should be leaning and not just, you know, leaning in the air. It should be uh, leaning and reclining against, uh, against something. When is a person obligated to do Haseba? For which parts of the Seder? So the... Um, and Gemara tells us over here, Oizdalid, Gemara Msechtas Psachim, Kufchesim and Aleph, where all of the, uh, the topic of Haseba is addressed, that a person is obligated to do Haseba for the, while he's eating the matzah, while he's drinking the Dawid Kaisis, which we'll get back to in a second, but not while he's eating the Moror. 
obviously because the Haseba, which is emphasizes the Derecheros, doesn't fit in with the general theme of the Maror, which is Zecher to the Avdos, not necessarily Zecher to the Cheros. So he has to lean when he's eating the Matzah, when he's drinking the Dawud Kaisis. What if he did not lean? So Tysus already raises the issue. Maybe he wasn't Yaitse, Dawud Kaisis, Vachal Dawud Kaisis, Trichim Haseba Shashas. See if it's Sarachian, says Tysus. The fourth line of Ois Dawud, if he has to go back and drink again. What Tysus was Mesupic about, the Rush was sure about. And the Rush says that if a person did not do Haseba while he was drinking the Dawud Kaisis and while he ate the Matzah, he has to go back and do it again. And the Rush is a Raya. It sounds like it's a Beferish Gemara. Because the Gemara discusses, look at Ois Vav. On the third line, the Gemara is a show whether or not the waiter has to do Haseba. Because how can he act in a manner which is carefree and uh, relaxed while he's working? Uh, or at least even if he's sitting at the table with, who, you know, with the people who he's serving. Squid's not sure if the Shamash has to do Haseba, because what will his uh, you know, leaning accomplish? And the Gemara quotes a Brisa, Tashma, the end of the third line, Dabar Yeshua ben Levi, Hashamash, Shaocha Kezayis Matzah, uh, the shamish waited because I said matzah kishu mesiv while he was leaning yotza mesiv in lo mesiv loy. If he wasn't leaning, he wasn't yotze. So says the rush. You see from this gemara, often a gemara, if a person ate matzah and he wasn't leaning, he's not yotze. So if you uh, ate the uh, drank the dal kosher, ate the matzah when you weren't doing haseba, well, you were not reclining. You have to go back and do it again. It sounds like it's a beferish gemara. So Briskerov explained that what the, and it's safe on the Ramam, that what the, the Rush obviously understood was that this obligation of Haseba, which is clearly Midirabanan, uh, however, Chazal legislated this as part of the mitzvah of matzah. They redefine the mitzvah of matzah somewhat. It's not enough just to eat the matzah, you have to eat the matzah while you're leaning. And if you weren't leaning, you weren't Yaitse matzah. And similarly, when Chazal legislated the Al-Kaisis, which is also the Rabbanan, they legislated as a part of that that you have to do it while you're leaning. And if you weren't leaning, you're not Yotzei Dawud Kaisis. So it's a prat, it's a detail, it's part and parcel of the mitzvah of Dawud Kaisis. The mitzvah of matzah is to do it while you're leaning, and therefore if you weren't leaning, you're not Yotzei these mitzvahs, you'd have to go back and do it again. The Rambam never mentions this, so just, you know, by omission, the Rambam perhaps disagrees. When the Rambam brings the obligation to do Haseba, he brings it in the context, as we mentioned before, of the person is uh, obligated to view himself or to demonstrate as if he just left Mitzrayim. As if he just left Mitzrayim. Says the Ramam. Therefore, meaning one is coming as a result of the other. When he's eating that night, he has to do so while he's uh, you know acting in a manner of cheres while he's leaning. I feel Yoni should be Israel, even the Yoni should be Israel. But the Rambam never mentioned Ve'imasai. When do you have to do this? Some says a person's obligated to do when he's eating the matzah when he's drinking the dalakasis. He never mentions that if you forgot, you have to go back and, and do it again. And then the Ramam continues, Not only the Gemara says a person is obligated to do when he's eating matzah and drinking dalakasis, the Rush understood it was limited to those two periods of time. It's part of the mitzvah of matzah, it's part of the mitzvah of dalakasis, you have to lean, but it's just those two parts of the Seder in particular. The Rambam extends this to all eatings at the Seder. At least with regards to the Suda, some even extended to the Karpas. But at least with regards to the Suda, that's praiseworthy. And then the Ramam concludes, So the Ramam, first of all, disagrees with the Rashi, extends it to all of the other Achilles at the Seder, but he never mentions that if you forgot, you have to go back and do it again. In fact, he says, he concludes, What is that referring to? 
So if it's referring to what immediately precedes it, which is what we would generally assume, so then it seems to be redundant. Because the Rambam says, not only does a person have to do a seba, like the Gemara said, the time he's eating mouth, the time he's drinking the Ochoises, time he's at the Suda too. You did it at the Seder, you know, at the Suda, Shulchan Aruch also, Areza Meshubach, Vim But if you don't want, what's Vim And if you don't want to, you don't have to. That's implied by Hareza Meshubach. Hareza Meshubach already implies this is extra credit. This is, you know, bonus. You don't have to do this if you don't want to. That's already implied by the language of Hareza Meshubach. What's Vim And if you didn't, you don't have to? So Rav David Salavechik, is quoted in the Sefer Ma'orei HaMo'adim, suggests that this last four words are, are not commenting on the previous clause, but rather on the penultimate clause, where the Ramam says that a person is obligated to do but while he's drinking the Dawud Kaisis, while he's eating the Matzah. And there the Ramam now modifies that, and if he didn't, he doesn't have to go back and do it again. That's perhaps what the, the Ramam is referring to. That would solve the redundancy within the Ramam. Okay, so the Ramam perhaps uh, disagrees with the Rush on two points. The first is he extended the mitzvah of Haseba from Dawud Kaisis and Matzah, which is what the Gemara describes, and the Rush, you know, understood was only with regards to these two mitzvahs to even the, the you know the rest of the eatings at the Seder. And the Ramam feels if a person didn't, he doesn't necessarily have to go back and do it again. So Briskarov suggested that the Rambam fundamentally disagrees with the Rush. According to the Rambam, the mitzvah of Haseb is not that Chazal legislated it as part of the mitzvah of Matzah or part of the mitzvah of Dawud Kaisis, and if you didn't do it, therefore, you weren't Yaitse Dawud Kaisis, you weren't Yaitse Matzah. This is an independent uh, mitzvah, uh, concept of the Lel Seder, to emphasize uh, the Derech Heirus aspect. Of, uh, a person should view himself to demonstrate to act as if he's just leaving Mitzrayim now, but that is not limited necessarily, therefore, to the mitzvah of Dawud Kaisis, to the mitzvah of Matzah. It would, uh, they're not, you know, details. They're, it's not a prat of those specific mitzvahs. It rather is a, an independent concept, more general, that a person should emphasize and should feel as if he just left Mitzrayim to emphasize the Derech Heirus. And therefore, it's not limited to the Alkaisis and the, the Matzah. It could extend to all of the Achilles of the night. But if a person uh, drank the Alkaisis, he ate Matzah without Haseba, he has fulfilled those specific mitzvahs. The, uh, what does the Gemara mean when the Gemara says that the Shamash who ate without Haseba wasn't Yodzei? So the Briskarov says what the Ramam will say is that's referring to this independent mitzvah of emphasizing the Derecheros. Yes, if he ate the matzah without leaning, he's fulfilled the mitzvah of matzah, to be sure. What he has not fulfilled is this additional obligation, this independent mitzvah of, uh, of emphasizing, of acting, as if he just left Mitzrayim by leaning and reclining at the Lelah Seder. So he can fulfill the mitzvah of Dawud Kaisis, the mitzvah of matzah. Those are independent of this obligation. This obligation is a separate independent uh, mitzvah to act, uh, to view oneself as if he just left Mitzrayim by leaning and reclining. But therefore, it's not limited to Dawud Kaisis and matzah necessarily, all the mitzvah, the achilos of the night. Yeah. Why wouldn't one say that the Gemara Mitzvah is a shamish? You know, yeah. It's definitely a shamish. If, if the shamish is why would he be different? You know, not why would he be different, but if the mitzvah is on everybody, that you're not, you know, say. Yeah. Because the Gemara would typically say, shamish in, you know, and balabai is low. But the didn't say that. Right. I'm asking, why not? Because it applies to everybody equally. You answered your own question. I mean, it applies to everybody equally. No, no, but why does. if then it wouldn't have to say the shamish. Then it wouldn't have to ah, say Ah, what's unique shamish. about the shamish? In other words, what's the shamish is different. You know, the shamish ah, is no yatza, but everybody ah, else, maybe ah. it be. Why stay in the context of a shamish if this applies to everybody? Right. Just to rephrase. This is working. Maybe, you know, maybe he's not involved. Ah, 
Meaning, even the Shamish, even the Shamish is not Yoytzeh. That's a bigger Chiddush. If a Baal Bayis doesn't do it, he's not Yoytzeh, I'll say that's the Baal Bayis. Here you get the additional Chiddush of the Shamish. That's a good Terrence. Because I'm well said. Then you can extend it even further. That's a good Terrence. What? Everybody's free. The shamish is not Yitzhak because he's a shamish. He needs to save no, somebody. Many was asking if, you, if this halakha applies to everybody, why is it by the shamish? So the no, answer no, is no, a bigger kiddush by the shamish. Maybe it's telling you by shamish he's not Yitzhak. Yeah. Because he's a shamish, and if you don't show yeah. saving, there's no chayrus at all. Yeah. Someone else, even without a saving. Ah, that's as far the opposite way. That's what he's saying. Ah. Uh, uh, oh, that's what you meant. No, but typically say we're going to show chayrus in other ways. As a shamish, it's a shamish. Ah, because he can't show chayrus in other ways. Meaning maybe this would help the ramam. You could say for the ramam since it's referring to that independent thing of Chayrus, he can't have Chayrus in any other way except leaning, so that's why he has to show it. Okay, maybe you can work with the Ramam. It's, 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 good. it's good horror. What? Ah, that's the Chiddush that he has to do it anyway. Yes, that, that's the that's the Chiddush of the Ramam. Correct. That's the Ramam in the Rush. That's what the machlokas really is, is in the Mishnah, the beginning part. Okay, could be. But, you know, how you interpret it. This machlokas in the Ram and the Rosh about how to interpret Hasebah, whether it's part and parcel of the mitzvah of uh, Matz and Dawud Kaisis, and, uh, or whether it's an independent um, uh, objective, at the way I say to view oneself as if he uh, just left Mitzrayim, but it's not necessarily part of the Matzah and uh, Dawud Kaisis uh, specifically, might uh, manifest itself with regards to two opinions that the Ran uh, has about how to interpret this Gemara. Look at the Gemara says over here, in Oiz Vav, um, no, in Oiz Dawid, about which parts of the Seder require Haseba. So he said that eating the matzah and drinking the Dawid Kaisis. But the Gemara is not sure, not the Mara. But the Gemara is not sure which of the Dawid Kaisis require Haseba. There's not an opinion in the Gemara that all four. <coughs> One opinion in the Gemara is the first two and not the last two. The other opinion in the Gemara is uh, only the last two and not the first two. Over here at the end of the first line, Itman Bishmeid the Rav Nachman, Sarech Haseba, there was one statement in the name of Rav Nachman that they do require a seba for the Dawud crisis. Another statement from Rav Nachman they don't require a seba. Below, pligi habitarti kasi kamoi habitarti kasi basroi. That it's only the first two and not the last two. But Amilola Haigisa, Amilola Haigisa. There's some who said it was the last two required a seba. Some who said it was the first two that required a seba. Adar abetrei kasi basroi bo haseba, trei kasi kamoi lobo haseba. It was one opinion. It was the first two kaisers required a seba, and another opinion that it was the last two kaisers required a seba. So how should the itmar hachi, the itmar hachi, since we have two statements that are contradictory, idi bo seba. So we do seba by all of them. But one minute, the obligation to do seba, the obligation of Dawud kaisers itself, is only a mitzvah midrash bonan. So the Ron asks over here in Oizayin, how should the itmar hachi, the itmar hachi, kula bo seba? We don't have uh, conclusive evidence one way or the other, so we can do seba by all of them. We should say you don't have to do a seba by any of them. That's what we should have said. So the Ran has two teruts into that. One is the only time we say is if there's some exertion, some uh, difficulty uh, that's involved, or some expenditure. Here, what really, you know, just lean, okay, so it's, uh, well, lean by all four. No, you know, no, no sweat of, uh, you know, no sweat, no problem, we'll do all four. That's one answer. The only time we say, is if there's some uh, extra exertion that's required and not, uh, here, here it's minimal. We'll lean near it, but then the round brings another answer, more fundamental. 
How are you going to choose which two you're going to do it by? If we're going to be meiko by all of them, we're going to undo the mitzvah haseba entirely. And Chazal certainly established a mitzvah haseba, and we can't choose two, the first two, over the last two. So since we're stuck in this kind of a dilemma, we have to do haseba by all of them. That's the Ron's answer. Good kasha, we'll get to your kasha. Excellent. But even more, even internally within the Ran, the Achreinim raised the Mishnah Lomelech already has a steer in the Ran, because there's a similar uh, dilemma that comes up on Purim. The Gemara says that there were certain, uh, of course, we know any city that was not Mukav Chaimim Mesi Yeshua Benun reads the Mikel on the 14th. Any city that was Mukav Chaimim Mesi Yeshua Benun reads it on the 15th. But there are many cities, aside from Yushalayim, which is the only city where there's no suffix about, almost every other city, there's some measure of doubt. Was it Mukav Chaimim Mesi Yeshua Benun or not? Within Eretz Yisrael, even outside of Eretz Yisrael, there are towns. We don't know whether they're Mukav Chaimim or not. What do you do in those towns? So the Gemara says, Chizkiya over here is Chaz, Kari Betveria by our base over Charmesar. He read on the 14th and on the 15th, Mitai Chasafik, Mesafkale, Imukafet Chaim, Mesh Yeshub, and Nun Hiyoloi. He didn't know what to do, so he read on both. So the Ran uh, says, Why did he read on both? One second, he brings up the same issue. Kriya Samagila, ostensibly, is a Mitzvah Midarabonon. Why don't we say, Mitai Chasafik, Lane, Mikra Megila, neither? Or pick one. Why are we doing both? So the Shagasari has a famous explanation on this Gemara where he suggests because Mikra Megillah is not a Din Midrabana, Mikra Megillah is found in Tanakh, so it's oh. Midivrei Kabbalah. And the uh, Turi Evans suggests whenever we're dealing with Divrei Kabbalah, both Mikra Megillah, he suggests by Tishabov as well, Suffolk Divrei Kabbalah is Lochumra. We treat it like a Suffolk Dairaisa. That's the suggestion of the Shagasari. The Ran does not seem to subscribe to that because the Ran raises the same issue and offers a different answer. The Ran says that this was only Amidus Chasidus of Chizkiah, to read on both the 14th and the 15th. You really don't have to do that. So therefore he says, you know, those people who read on both, read on both. But he says, Me'ikar Adin, and this was the practice outside of Eretz Yisrael, and any city that we're not sure if it was Mukav Chavim, Mosh Yeshua Benun or not, we read on the 14th. We pick one. Pick one of the days, 14 or 15, and since Rav Olam is the 14th and not the 15th, most cities are not Mukav Chaima, we follow Rav, and that's why any city that were Masupak, whether it was Mukav Chaima, or not, outside of Eretz Yisrael, the minute always was to read only on the 14th, we follow Rav. We picked one and not the other. See, Achreinam asked, it's the same suffix we had over here by Dalit Kaisis. Why didn't we say by Dalit Kaisis also? Follow the, you know, pick one. There's no Rav here, but pick one. Just like by Purim, we're not sure if it was the 14th or 15th. We picked the 14th. We picked it. We you know, made that decision based on Rive. But here too, let's pick the first two crises or the last two crises. That should be enough. Why, uh, why did the Ran here feel the need to have uh, say by all four? That's the steer they ask in the Ran. Why would they, anyway, why would it only be two out of four? Why, 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 the one opinion the Mar was, it was the first two. The Mar gives a rationale why the first two is more likely and why the last two is more likely. One is because of... Yeah. Why weren't they making it? It's a good question, but they, there was not, there's no opinion like that in the Gemara. They had the Kabbalah was only two. They didn't know... They, they didn't know which two. So the Gemara offers an argument why it should be the first two, because that's... Uh, yeah, right. And then the Gemara says, argument for the last two, that's at the end of the Seder, the beginning, we're by Abdus now, we're by Chayrus. know why they chose two instead of four. No, there's no reason. Why not all four? 
Yeah, it's a good, it's a good kind. Yeah. You're right. So, so we don't know which two you should choose, but choose two. Pick arbitrarily two. Why both? Why is the only option we have over here to do all four? The Ron by by Mikra McGill was enough to pick one. We, no one said you had to write in fourteen and fifteen. Make her a din. What's the difference? That's of course. That's the that's the, that, that's the kasha. The answer is how, how do we explain the difference? The difference is that yeah. by Megillah you have an, uh, you have it's not an arbitrary it's not just that you're going up the road it's that the essential mitzvah is on the fourteenth but there's <coughs> a unique circumstance if if you're a mukab you're on the fifteenth but there's there's a guideline there's a starting point to start I'll rephrase yes, what you're yes, saying yes, slightly yeah. whether it's on two I don't know if the main mitzvah is the fourteenth uh, most of the world celebrates it on the fourteenth but the main mitzvah is on both it depends where you are I don't know if the main it's a little. You know, um, yeah, chauvinistic to say that we're, you know, it's the main mitzvahs by us and the, the, the ancillary parties, Yushalayim. I don't know if we can say that. But what I, I, just to rephrase what you're saying, and this is what the Emek Bracha says, and the same is found in the Eretz Tzvi by the Kajik lover, before the war. They both say the same answer, which I think is along the lines of what you're suggesting. And that is Mikra Megillah is one obligation. No one thinks that there's two obligations of Mikra Megillah. It's either the 14th or the 15th. Once you lay in on the 14th, we pick one, you were clearly Yoytse, the Mikra, Mikra, Megillah. Meaning, no one's going to say the 14th and the 15th are two, you know, you could actually lay in on both. We discussed this actually a few weeks ago, but, but generally speaking, we assume it's one Yantif. You either are on the 14th or the 15th, but once you pick one, you were Yoytse, the other. Here, by Dawud Kaisis, the Akhrenim explain, according to the Ran, at least in this second answer, according to the Ran, the mitzvah of Dawud Kaisis is Chazal established a Chiyuv of Haseba by each you know, whichever two crises they established it by. So if you do it by the first two, that doesn't necessarily exempt you from doing Haseba by the second two, if the real mitzvah was by the second two. So if you do it by the first two, you're going to miss out on the last two. And the Ron said, we can't say something to Rabbanu Lakua such that you'll miss out on doing the mitzvah. We can't negate the entire mitzvah because of Safiq the Rabbanu Lakua. Otherwise, we'll say, don't do the first ones, don't do the second ones, because Safiq the Rabbanu Lakua in either direction. We can't say that. And just because you lean by the first two has nothing to do with the obligation to lean by the second two, because the mitzvah of Haseba was enacted by Chazal with regards to the specific mitzvah of Dawud Kaisis, whichever two they were directing it towards, which is what we're not sure. However, they're clearly assuming, as opposed to Mikra which is one obligation to either read on either the 14th or the 15th here, Chazal established it by specific crisis, and just because you lean by two doesn't necessarily exempt you from leaning by the second pair, and therefore the Ran had no choice but to say to lean by all of them. But clearly the assumption of uh, this second opinion of the Ran is that the mitzvah of Haseba is part and parcel of the mitzvah of Dawid Kaisis. Otherwise... One could have uh, said, well, conceivably, I won't lose out on the mitzvah of say, let's say, something to Rabbanu Lakula in either direction, forget about Haseba by the Dawud Kaisis, I'll fulfill Haseba by Matzah. I'll fulfill Haseba by Shulchan Arich. What do I have to do it by Dawud Kaisis for? So clearly, this opinion of the Ran was assuming that the mitzvah Haseba, Chazal legislated it as part of the mitzvah of Dawud Kaisis. So if I'll say something to Rabbanu Lakula in both directions, I'll miss out on Haseba of Dawud Kaisis, which implies that it's Included, it's a prat, it's a detail of the mitzvah of Dawah Kaisis itself. The first opinion in the Ran was prepared to say, no, let's do away with Haseba by Dawah Kaisis entirely. We're not for the fact that there's no exertion that's necessary, so we're not going to do it. But we could have, you know, at least in theory, done away, conceivably, done away with Haseba by both 
sets of dollar, you know, by both by all four of the dollar crisis because of Savi Lakua. Clearly, then they're assuming what about the mitzvah of Seba? You're going to do with the Seba entirely? No, we'll fulfill the Seba by Matzah, we'll fulfill the Seba perhaps by some other part of the Seder because the Seba is not part and parcel of the mitzvah of dollar crisis and Matzah. It's rather an independent objective of the Lega Seder to emphasize their Kheros. Yes, but we have many symbols of Derecheros. One is the wine, and another is leaning and reclining. Right, but I'm saying the, the, for a poor person, just the presence of the four cups in itself is Derecheros. They, they That's not enough, because that required more than one symbol, more than one... Uh, and for matzah? We, we, those, it's not only those two, I mean. For Haseba would apply for matzah also, or just for the Arbokosa? From what... We saw before from matzah also. Yes. So why? So why are they just? Not mora. seems to be against the theme of the Salem. but matzah. Matzah is complicated. Matzah is complex. Matzah has both themes. We'll discuss another time maybe. And the suda is also derech He's supposed to have a fancy suda. He's supposed to, no. He's supposed to have seva. No. Seva. That's the Rambam says. I raise So how do we pass it on this issue? The shochanach quotes from the rush. If you didn't do seva by dal kaisa matzah, you should go back and do it again. And the Ramah quotes from the Rambam, we seem to be marked in both directions, that L'Chadchila, the Ramah says, he changes the language of the Rambam from Ereza Meshubach to L'Chadchila, it's Kedai Talin, for even not only Matz and Dalot Crisis, at the Suda as well. Many Tzadikim did not do that. They assumed like the language of the Rambam, that this is like extra, Ereza Meshubach, L'Chadchila implies a little bit more, uh, you know, normative. Meshubach sounds like it's really extra. Uh, so there are many Tzadikim who did not uh, do this. But there were, there were those, of course, uh, who did and who, who followed the. Uh, what does Fadim do? Oh, they don't have the Ramah. Yeah, but they're caught, they get caught because the Rambam. What the is doing? Yeah. Korech is. Uh, so Matzah probably includes a big machlek, but Korech probably yes, but Afikaiman. Let's assume Matzah in all of its iterations. Uh, it's generally assumed you have to do a so, seva by all of them, kairech as well as uh, afikaiman. One, one would have thought yeah. that, that it would. But it's a discussion. I, I'm, I'm oversimplifying. I'm glossing. It's a discussion by afikaiman. Discussion by kairech too. But it's generally assumed mamatza and all of the times it appears throughout the seder. You should do leaning karpas as a discussion. Also, maybe all of the achilos. But, but certainly matza kairech and afikaiman. What yeah. do you do? Yeah, matza kairech and afikaiman by the suda. No. I don't I don't see people leaning by the Suda. Ah, we'll do it right now. Oh, so who is obligated to do Haseba? So the Gemara <coughs> says over here, thank you, Ruby. The Gemara says over here, that a woman is uh, not obligated to do Haseba if she's eating with her husband. The Rashbam there explains in the fourth line, because of the uh, fear of eating together with her husband. If she's an important woman, which we'll have to define, she does require a seba. Ben, a son, when he's eating with his father, does require a seba. And the Gemara is a shy about a Talmud Eitzel Rabbi. And the Gemara concludes that a Talmud Eitzel Rabbi does not require a seba if he's eating together with his Rebbe. Because the Gemara concludes on the end of the second line, when he's eating, together with his Rebbe, it's, uh, there's a tremendous year of Shemaim, and therefore he's not required to do uh, Haseba. So the uh, uh, woman, uh, if she's not an Isha Chashuva, does not require Haseba. If she is an Isha Chashuva, she does require Haseba. So the uh, uh, Ramah, when he quotes this halacha, the Ramah writes over here, Ois Tess, on the second page, the Ramah says, Can't emphasize that enough. 
all of our women are considered to be chashuvos. But then the Ramah concludes with something perplexing. The Ramah quotes from a Hagos Maimonides. Look back at the Rambam Ois Hey. Sorry for the flipping. The Rambam says in the third line over here, there's a Hagos Maimonides, which is obviously a commentary on the Rambam. He says, Rebbe Avya, that's the Ravya, Kosov, She'ein Anutzikin Hasebe Bismanazeb. We don't require to do Hasebe in our times because it's not the way of uh, carefree individuals, relaxed people, to do Hasebe. We don't lean or recline. We don't do this. Normally is derech The only people who lean, the other Rishonim quote from the Rav Yosef, a person sick in bed, then he eats in bed. Otherwise, most people don't. Says the Agos Maimonis, an editorial comment, this opinion of the Rav is a das yochid. Okay, but the Rav Yoh claims that this mitzvah of Haseba does not translate into our times. It doesn't emphasize Cheiris. That was Chazal's motivation, clearly, and it doesn't emphasize Cheiris. So the Ramah, uh, look back at Oistes, sorry for flipping. The Ramah says, uh, even though we Paschal like the Rosh, says in Shulchan Aruch, if a person didn't do Haseba for the Dawud Kaisis or the Matzah, he should go back and do it again. <coughs> not in our times. If a person didn't do Haseba, Yesh Aimim de Bizman Azeh, Dein Derech Lo Hasev, one could be and he doesn't have to go back and eat it again, probably because the Rambam held you never have to go back. He's probably making a Tzerif Hashitis. The Rambam held you never have to go back if you didn't uh, lean by Dawud Kaisis and Matzah, because you'll fulfill it in some other part of the Seder. And your Yoyze Dawud Kaisis and Matzah without a Seder. It's not a part of those mitzvahs in particular. It's a general objective at the Leila Seder. And the Rav Yoyah held that it doesn't translate entire times. It doesn't emphasize Chayra. So put the two together, the Rav Yoyah, together with the Rambam, that you never have to go back anyway. So that's why the Ramah says, but the Yevid, we can rely upon that. So, but then look back at the women, okay? So an Isha is not have to do a save if she's eating with her husband, Amos Bayolel. But all of our women are Nashim Chashuvos. Says the Ramah, The women all rely on the Rav even the Chachila, and they don't need to do Haseba, even though she's an Isha Chashuva. The obvious inconsistency, as Ruby can't even contain himself, within the Ramah is... There were only Soymech on the Rav Yor. Everybody else, when it comes to the men, are only Soymech on the Rav Yor. Bidiyevet. If they drank the Od Kaisei Matzah without doing a Seba, so we could rely on the Rav Yor to say with the Rambam, that you, you, know, you don't have to go back and do it again. But why is it that the women L'Charchil are not doing a Seba based on the Rav Yor? If we don't accept the Rav Yor L'Charchil, why all of a sudden does it have greater attraction with regards to the women than it would with regards to the men? That's the problem within this Ramah that all of the Achorinim discuss. And many suggest, huh? It's, it's to show that the women knew the Rabbiah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if anybody knew the Rabbiah, but it, it, it says that we know the Rabbiah. That's funny. Uh, so, no, they don't have to know the Rabbiah. The question is, what should, what should they be told? How, how, should they, uh, how should they conduct themselves? So many Achreinim offer the same explanation, somewhat different formulations, but basically the same uh, idea. It appears in many Isfarm. They quote in the name of Shlomo Zalman. It's in the Yerach Lamoyadim from, uh, from Rabbi Yerucham Olshin. The Moedim Uzmanim has Rav Sternbach. Many Achreinim go in the similar uh, route. And that is the following. That they suggest we really should have accepted the Rav Yor. The whole purpose of leading at the Lela Seder is to emphasize uh, freedom and that we're relaxed and there are 
And it doesn't translate into our times. We don't eat in that fashion. If it has to do with your feet up, maybe it does translate a little bit more. But, you know, generally speaking, it doesn't seem to translate into our times. In fact, the Vilna Gaon claims in his Haggadah, fantastic pshat. He says, if you look at the Mishnah, when the Mishnah quotes the Manashtana, so the Manashtana in the Mishnah is not the same as our Manashtana. There's a question in the Mishnah uh, which does not appear in our text of the Haggadah. One of the questions that the Mishnah has as part of the Manashtana is, why is it that on this night all of uh, the meat that we're eating is roasted? It's tzli. And uh, the rest of the year, we eat tzli and mavusho. The well I say to her, everything is tzli, everything is roasted. So we don't have that as part of our manashtana. Why not? So Vilna Gaon says, we're not eating carbon Pesach. Everything we're eating is, uh, is cooked. It's, it's not tzli. So it does, we don't have it in our text of that. God. What do we have instead? We do have four questions. have to have four questions. What's our fourth question? We yes, leaning. That does not appear in the Mishnah. Why doesn't that appear in the Mishnah if it appears in our text of the Haggadah? So Vilna Gaon says, because in the time of the Mishnah, they knew why they leaned. It was obvious. It wasn't a question. It was in order to emphasize Derech Eros. In our times, it doesn't translate. So the Kasha of the Manashan is, why are we still doing it? It doesn't, it has no meaning to us. So the children are asking, why are we doing this if it has no meaning? We never eat in this fashion. Even when we're relaxing and, uh, and, uh, and carefree, we don't eat in this fashion. Why are we doing it the way I say it? That's the Vilna Gaon claims. That's why we ask it in our times. Because Rav Yah really is correct. So then why do we keep doing Haseb if it doesn't translate into our times? So we, we're forced to say that it's because once Chazal established, they you know, formulated a mitzvah, which you've seen this in other contexts as well, even if the reason necessarily does no longer continues to apply, but we do so in order to, uh, to, to sustain the takana that Chazal established, which was to lean at the Lela Seder. Even if it doesn't generate the same experience and the same emotions that it did perhaps in previous years and generations, we continue to do it nonetheless. So we, you can fulfill Haseba even if you do the action, even though it doesn't generate the emotion and the experience. How do you know that that's true? Because the Gemara says over here, Mesechus Rosh Hashanah, Sha'achalela avua deshmua oisir alaf, kafu va'achol matzah yotzah. If they compel someone, a guy literally a gun to his head, eat matzah, you're yotzah the mitzvah. Even though perhaps he didn't have kavanah for the mitzvah, you're yotzah the mitzvah. Was he leaning or not leaning? So one would have assumed he's not leaning. They're forcing you, you know. So then many bring this as a riot against the rush. Oh, you see, even if you, you ate matzah, even if you were leaning, your yaitz is a riot to the Rambam. And many Akhrayim say, no, of course you were leaning. They forced you to eat matzah, religious coercion, mamish. They forced you to eat matzah, and they forced you to lean too. But how can you be say The mitzvah, achilas matzah, the whole purpose of Eseba is to generate the emotion, the experience that I'm free. You're literally being coerced to do it with a gun to your head. How can that generate the sense of freedom of Kairos? So if David Salavajic again says, and it's quoted in the Ma'ari Adam, you see from here that as long as you do the action of Haseba, I did what Chazal prescribed, even though that does not generate the targeted emotion and experience, you still fulfill the mitzvah of Haseba. So, so too in our times, perhaps that's what Haseba is all about. That's the reason we continue to do it. The Rav Yoh is really right. That's why it's one of the Manashtana. It doesn't translate into our times. But uh, we do it. To be makam, the Tukhara of Chazal. And even though it doesn't generate in our times the same emotional uh, experience. So based on this suggestion, many uh, argue, that's why the Ramah, even though our women are all Nashim Chashuvos, can rely on the Rav Yoh more uh, than perhaps uh, the men, is because the women were never part of the original Takana when it was formulated. And Isha, that's eating Eitzel Bailu, was, in those days, Amos Bailalea. 
So, so even though nowadays they are Nashim Chashuvos and the situation has changed, they are under no obligation to be Mekayim, the original Takana of Chazal, to do a Seba, because they were never included in the original Takana of Chazal. And even though now, perhaps they should warrant to be included, uh, but now it doesn't translate to the Haseba. It doesn't generate that emotional experience. So therefore, it makes no sense to include them now based on their standing now. And uh, it made no sense to include them historically in the obligation of Haseba because they were never a part of it uh, initially. So perhaps uh, because of that uh, combination of factors, that's why the Ramah felt that we could, the woman generally should rely on the Rav Yoh because, uh, because uh, for the woman, it's all about their status now, not about historically, and the woman the Haseba doesn't generate that experience uh, in our times. But needless to say, there are many women uh, who did Haseba, there are many women who don't Haseba, and uh, every family has their own meaning. But one last issue over here is why are all the women now Nashim Chashuvos? If they were not in the past, why are they now? What's, what's the change? Is this a feminist movement over here in the Ramah? What's going on? Why are all of the women Nashim Chashuvos? So what does it mean in Isha Chashuva anyway? So if we look at Rabbeinu Manoach, he has three possible um, suggestions of what an Isha Chashuva is. Either she's a Balas Habayis, she doesn't have a husband, or she's a Yurei Shamayim, religious Isha Chashuva, or it means she has help at the Seder and she's not running back and forth to the kitchen and therefore she's at liberty to be participate in the Seder and to do Haseba. Three possible explanations of what an Isha Chashuva is. So if that's the case, well, why are all of our nurses, every, every woman has, is not running back and forth to the kitchen? There are many women who are. Every woman is on such levels of Yeresha, Yeresha, Shemaim, you know, Ach Shadara. Every woman is, uh, you know, is exuding Yeresha, maybe, okay. But each, every woman is a Balas Habayas, is running her own household. What's really going on? So I think if we just uh, ask perhaps a few more questions, we'll get to the answer. Another problem over here in all of these exclusions, who's excluded from Haseba, is a Talmud Eitzel Rabbah. A Talmud, when he's eating with his Rebbe, is excluded from Haseba. We saw because Murray Rabcha Kamurah Shamayim. Which kind of Rebbe is this? So if you look over here, Oiz Gimel, the Yud Gimel, the Shochanarach says, even if it's not Rabbi Muvok, Afilu ain't a Rabbi Muvok. Stama Rav. You're eating with the Rav? No Haseba. Amos, why? Because Murray Rabcha Kamurah Shamayim. So the truth of the matter is, there really is no Chiv of. You know, ema of a fear, unless it's Rabbi Muvok. The Shulchan Aruch and Hilchas Talmud Torah near a day over here, Sif Simon Reishman Beis says the whole year long you can't relax, you can't recline, you can't uh, you know uh, uh, lean when you're eating with your Rebbe. There has to be a sense of fear, of trepidation when you're sitting with the Rebbe. But which kind of Rebbe is that referring to? So the Shulchan Aruch continues. Only his permanent Rebbe, that Rav Chakmas Ayamenu. He spent most of his time learning by him. Not Stamarov. You can lean the rest of the year by Stamarov. Uh, you know, it's only Rabbi Muvok. So how come the Leila Seder, it's any Rav? And what about a father? What happened to Ishimoy, Vaviv Tiro? There's certainly an obligation to fear your father. And what if your father is your Rav? So it says Tysus, look back over there. Tysus says, if your father is your Rav, he's your Rebbe Muvok, then you lean. What? If it's a rov, no leaning, because there's fear. If your father's your Rebbe Muvok, no, then you lean. What? Why? why? There's a, what happened to Ishimov Aviv Tiro? And how could the fact that he's your father trump the fact that he's also your Rebbe? Your Rebbe? What's going on? So Biskarov is an explanation. It appears in Haggadah Mibes Levi. Fantastic, beautiful explanation. Biskarov says this is not a halacha. It says, not a halacha, a din of yira. A din of yira, father, you know, the child also has to have yira of his father. This is a, what triggers an emotional experience of yira? 
So a person, even when he's with his father, hopefully, he can uh, be somewhat relaxed. He can be uh, a little bit, you know, carefree. Hopefully he has a relationship with his father where he's not sitting in trepidation all the time. And therefore the Gemara envisioned that a person can generate this emotional experience when he's sitting with his father. Even though there is an obligation of Ishimov by Vivtiro, it's not because of a halacha. This is because of what generates that emotional experience. So when a person's eating with a rav, even if he's not his rabbo muvok, there's not a halacha of din yiro. Din yiro is only by rabbo muvok. This is what, you know, even when a person's eating with a chashiv rav, sometimes we're a little bit uh, off our game, a little bit uncomfortable. So you might not be able to generate that experience. So that's why even if it's not rabbo muvok, perhaps there's no obligation to do haseba. So getting back, perhaps isha eats al bayo. It's not a halacha that wife has to fear her husband. It's not based on a din of yira. It's rather because the uh, husband, the wife, was uncomfortable eating together with her husband. It wasn't something perhaps they did all the time, or was uh, something something was uh, that, that she wasn't able to feel relaxed in that setting. So therefore, the Gemara says isha it's a bialah. So there was no haseba because she wasn't able to generate that experience, not because of any halachic requirement. Therefore, now we, perhaps you can understand, the Biskarov says, that's why Nashim Didana, all Nashim Chashuvos, because nowadays in our times, uh, if, if, if there's aim on one direction, it's the, maybe the husband shouldn't be able to do Haseva in front of his wife. Usually the husband's a little bit more afraid of their wives than the wives are afraid of the husbands. But either way, all of the women, now this, this, this again doesn't translate into our times. The women are very comfortable eating together with their husbands and hopefully can, every person can be relaxed and carefree, even in the presence of their spouse. So that's why the Ramah says in our times, all of the Noshim are Noshim Cheshuvas, and that's why many uh, have, certainly we have to give HaKaris HaToyv to all the women at this t- time of the year. We should emphasize, go home, what did we learn? Noshim are Noshim Cheshuvas, that uh, we have HaKaris HaToyv to them, but that's why in our times there are many women who do do her say, but there are many women uh, who do not do her say. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, right?